This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, rude brood. Happy fall. You know, Halloween's just around the corner, and that means there's a Rude Tales of Magic live stream just around the corner as well. This time, it's called They Invaded My Brain. Ooh, that sounds spooky. Better bring a friend. When is it happening? And where? Well, it's happening Thursday, October 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And where is in your very own home on your screen? That's Thursday, October 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern in your home. We won't be there, just you. Except we'll be on your screen. Tickets are available at rudetalesofmagic.com. That's R-U-D-E, talesofmagic.com. But sir, how much are the tickets? Why, child, they're only five dollars. I'm wealthy and can afford lots. Very good to hear. See you there. Welcome back, future corpses, to Rude Tales of Magic, the only podcast innocent of all war crimes. That's right. If you listen to another podcast and they don't open saying that they're innocent of all war crimes, that's an admission of guilt. All right, here's the show. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. This is our final episode. (laughs) Our final episode if you die in the next two weeks, which statistically speaking is bound to happen to at least one of you. (laughs) Don't worry. It probably won't. And if it does, we'll leave the lights on for you. Okay, so what else? What else? Our heroes, 80% alive and 100% fucked up, have saved the soaking valley mourned stir-fry, confronted and found closure with Casbin, and, most importantly of all, saved the life of fan-favorite character Hot Roddy. But how? Why, I'll tell you, by discovering that the unpleasantness was in fact a cosmic horror paperclip set to aid the things that birthed the gods in their creation of the realm of reality known as Cordelia. And then, buddy, I did not see this maneuver coming. They just fucking dismissed it. Rude tales of magic. If Bath Salt was a podcast, ow! Okay, so... You've journeyed on past the Lindsingham Manor, which, for reasons not pertinent to the plot of our story, was on fire, and are less than an hour's journey east of the Forbidden Zone, which our smarter listeners may recall is the original location of Polaris University, your alma mater sent down to hell itself. But how did you make such good time? Shouldn't that have been like four episodes of travel if the beginning of the show is any indication? How soon you forget 
Buddy, you're traveling in style in Hot Roddy's Goblin Big Rig, the Gyro Express. Afterbirth is in the back of the truck, by the way. I forgot to mention him last time. That doesn't mean he died. It just means I forgot. Let me fucking live. You all sit in the sweaty cabin. <laughs> Albie is, uh, Albie is, like, holding hands with both Bello and Cordelia in the cabin. Who's holding the skeleton hand? Whoever wants it. Okay, Bello's holding the skeleton hand. Aww. Cordelia's holding the regular hand. It's tough, though, because we're on opposite sides of Albie, so Albie's got her arms crossed. Yeah. Freddy has both of his hands um, plugged into the machinery of the vehicle. Like, like he, he like, Play-Doh linking together, and, like, his eyeballs are, like, wide open, like, playing, like, slot machine. Like, like star, heart, uh, bar. No, you failed. You get nothing. You get everything, <laughs> sir. It's all popping up in his eyeballs right now as he is connecting to the whole of goblin kind. And he's just like, finally, my people, everything. The Clintons. Uh, Hot Roddy's got the windows down, and he's sort of to nobody in particular. He's driving with one hand. One arm is just sort of resting on an open window. He goes, yeah, I mean, I I could turn the AC on, but the thing about a goblin truck is you don't want that AC. And he sort of, he pats where the AC is, and it's the goblin's, like, goat-seed open butthole. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to ask, like, just for the last time, there's no way we can get to hell without, you know... Terminating. Um, You're asking me? I'm sort of asking the group. Like, okay, I think you're well, like. Uh, I am a member of the group as a family member of Bellows. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, well, thank you for uh, sharing that, HR. Uh, Fred, do you have any perspective? Uh, Freddy unlinks from the great goopy connection of Goblin Kind. In my time as an elder statesman slash wizard, I have communicated with those who have crossed over to the other realms, and I do believe they've made it eminently clear that, yeah, we gotta do it, baby. We gotta kill these bodies that we're carrying around our minds and souls in. They gotta go. Mine's so cool. Look how big it is. And it's like, oh, 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 and there's all this cool fur on it. It looks so nice. And this jean vest just started fitting me right. Like really right, you know? I'll be honest. I know that I kind of lucked out in the body department. I hate to give it up. I mean, I think yeah. we're going to have, like, we're sort of going to have, like, we'll have forms in hell, right? Because we were told that, However we die is what we'll walk around hell like. Yeah, and actually, now that you say it, I do work for a diner in hell, which does suggest sustenance needed, soul in form, form wants food. Or like fun or killing time. It hasn't come up in a minute. Do we still have the book? Yeah, you got the book. And there's nothing in the book, right? 
Ooh, do you want to get in the book? I always love opening the book. And Freddy starts to pull the massive book that is half of his own weight off of his back. I just figured now that we, you know, we're almost here and we don't have to worry about that unpleasantness anymore, getting to the book, we might as well, like, see if there's any tips we can get before we head over there. Right? Uh, Seems like I've got a call as any. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't want to unleash another earth fucker. <laughs> I yeah. I did that. That's I can't fair. believe you forgot I did that. I mean, I can't believe I forgot that either, but you were busy. You were yeah, busy. I, I was busy. And also like, it's just not like you. It's not like me. You know, I don't put that down as like an Albie thing to have done. You know, yeah. it is like this book. It is like the yeah. book. So I'm just, you know, I think like if we want to get some tips, that's cool. I just don't, I just don't turn to that page again, I guess would be my advice. Hot Roddy's going to turn to Bello and say, hey, Bello, I noticed that. Way to keep the group on track. Thanks, dude. Takes after me. A focused mind. Huh. What's, are we dying? What? You don't have to. You don't have to, Hot Roddy. But yeah, no, you don't have to. Well, why don't I have to? Well, because we've sort of, like, agreed to, like, see this whole thing through. And I, it's not really fair of us to be like, oh, Hot Roddy, you also have to die. Like, you do not have to die, my man. So you don't think I could die? I know you can die. You don't think I'm capable of the curse that haunts every living thing? Oh, uh, no, that's not what we're saying. Okay. We think you okay. could die. We for sure think you could die. It just seems like you guys think I might be immortal. It's not it's not that I don't think you can die. It's Hot Roddy, it's that I know you will die. Just That's not right. Just doesn't have to be like today, my man. Yeah, probably fucking. Yeah, yeah you know probably will die. Probably give someone the worst experience of their lives. Unless it's mutual, you know. Yeah, my uncle, you will probably die fucking. Yeah, or they could die at the set Cordelia, I love where your head's at. Like the an most arrow. romantic thing in the world. Yeah. Two lovers locked in the, the, the coital embrace. Yeah, go on. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Friday smacks the tome down, and, and he, he will not be contained any longer. Let's see what the book says. Perhaps your name is written in it, Hot Roderick. And he opens it up. The pages just begin flapping and flying. Somebody's got like a leaf blower to the pages. They just fly, 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 fly. The pages are flapping and you hear hisses coming from the book. (laughs) And uh, it opens to a page uh, marked Hot Roddy and the ink fills in. Uh, in front of you, and it says, a dwarf of no repute. Uh, It begins uh, flying, flying. There are no notes on that page whatsoever. It's more of a footnote on a page, like an index of of something else. Uh, But he's in there. He is in there, and Hot Roddy catches it really briefly. He says, what's it say about But it's flying and flying and flying. Um, It it opens to page uh, 666, and that same map of hell, it it unfolds and it gets larger and larger. And it's like a a car windshield. Uh, What are the things you put in your car so it doesn't get too hot? Oh, the reflector? Air conditioner. A sun reflector. Yeah, it's like an air conditioner. No, it's like a sun reflector that blocks the windshield. And so now Hot Roddy can't see what he's doing or where he's driving. And the the gyro express begins veering uncontrollably off the road. Ah! Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Close the book. Close the book. 
the book! But Roddy breaks! Oh no, a book has betrayed me for the first time! Freddy, close the book! Freddy uh, speaks to the book. He puts his hands on his little goblin hips and he says, Now listen to me, book. If you want me to read you, and I know that's all a book ever wants, we're going to have to survive this trip in this vehicle, which means you need to not block the way that the car is going. A book always responds to logic, he says to the terrified passengers behind him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hot Roddy is looking for the brakes. He's moving. Just, we see just an a, a extreme close-up of his foot, and he's just like he's trying to slam the brakes, but there are two goblins down there who are just moving the brakes uh, back and <laughs> forth, so no matter where his foot goes, they can't hit the brakes. Meanwhile, uh, Chris, I need you to make an Arcana roll. Yeah, of course. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's a 27. Whoa. A 27. That's uh, his one good one. That's Freddy's best stat. And also, I rolled pretty well, too. Uh, the book obeys. It hears you, and it begins folding back. And in fact, uh, the pages form an origami uh, demon head, which uh, it, it looks up at you. It's an incredibly intricate demon head, and the book uh, speaks to you with the... the rustling pages uh, effect coming from its its voices as it says oh that's a terrific question we wish to enter hell's domain in a manner that is not so terrible on the body in a way that preserves our self-image hell is the original Rome all roads lead to hell none lead from it no bodies may enter no souls may leave. Okay, but what if, and I'm just saying this, like, in, you know, it's a bit of a cheeky kind of um, those inquiry, since I have you here. What if the body could enter, do an errand or two, and then leave? That would not be hell. It would be a different dimension. Mm, it would be a different dimension, of course. Sorry, Bello. Any tips on what we should do while we're down there? I mean, aren't we going down there to return the school to Cordelia? Yeah, but, like, what about, like, you know, local rules? Like, oh, everyone drives on the left in hell. Or, like, don't raise your voice to a sister when you're in hell. You know, who knows? The rules of hell are infinitely complex and labyrinth. They are changing. Shifting at all times. There is no way to get used to it. No rule lasts for long in hell. All rules must be honored in hell. While you are there, you must check out the original Universal Studios. Okay. See, that's what I wanted to know. Fun for the whole family. Whoa, Albie. Is that what they meant by hell rules? Oh. That there's just infinite rules in hell? I thought we were saying a fun thing. Yeah. That no one was paying attention to. And that we were all going to have snacks afterwards. I never thought that it was literal. The rules of hell are shifting, changing constantly. The lowest pauper can become the highest king at a given moment. Here's a question, Book. You're going to want to check out the E.T. ride, ride the movies. Oh, cool. Yeah. I bet I could ride that bike over the moon. Oh, yes. What? How did you know? Okay, what else? Here's my question, Book. If you were going to hell for the first time, what's the question you would ask? Yes, excellent question. I am part demon. <sighs> question I would ask. Will it always be hell? Oh. Uh, book, will it always be hell? 
I don't know the end. That's why I would ask the uh, question. Hmm. Alright, I guess... But you have to hope. You have to believe. You have to dream. There's this ever-changing, shifting, mercurial place. Perhaps it won't be held forever. Oh, hey, you got any pages on Lexicon Matters? And uh, the pages begin flying and flapping. Uh, Bello, I need you to make an Arcana roll. One of my best stats. Branson, I got a 19. You got a 19? Yeah. It, it, it opens to, there's a single, it seems like two pages are stuck together, and they're flapping and flapping. They're being blown by a leaf blower from either side. They seem stuck together. And the pages begin spreading and spreading and spreading. And as they do, a grayscale uh, rubber hose hand begins to move out of the, the void between those those pages. And it begins reaching for you, Bello. And it's getting ah! closer and closer and closer to you. Close the book! Bello's going to grab that hand. Great! You grab the hand, uh, and I need you to make a constitution saving roll. Uh, 18. 18? Okay, yeah. you feel um, as the, the color is drained and the life is drained uh, from your hand, and you feel it ages about 10 years in front of you. Uh, which hand did you use, left or right? You shake with your right. You used your right hand, and your right hand looks already, the, it's the hand of a 30-year-old, which is fine. <sighs> No! <laughs> Not the end of the world. Uh, but then in another second, it's the hand of a 40-year-old. Can I let go? Uh, it's, it's got you now, and it's holding on to you, and it's trying to pull you towards it. With my other hand, I'm going to draw my scimitar, and I'm going to try and slice the hand off. Make an attack roll on a book. 15. 15? You slice the hand, and it, uh, it crumbles to dust as the pages close, uh, and the book slams itself closed. Uh, your hand remains the hand of a 40-year-old. No. Bella, no. are you okay? Have you ever seen a hand this... <sighs> okay, uh, you know, I just... Oh, I oh, uh, no, 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 I didn't mean... Uh, no, it's fine. Oh. It's still got some years left, I guess. It's just a little, you know, the skin's I a little know. tighter. I don't know why we're trying to negotiate. We all know what our job is. We're supposed to go to hell, bring the university back to Cordelia. That's the job. I mean... How do we, how do, we do that? Damn it! You know what? Wait! You know what's crazy? Here's my theory. I have a I have a fan theory about when we go to hell. A fan Weird thing theory? to be a fan of, but okay. No, I know I'm a fan of us, but like, here's Aww. the thing. That map just said that like a pauper can become a king. Yeah. I'm gonna go down there, and somehow stir fry is like already gonna be the king of hell. I feel like I just I'm putting money on it. He's got he's got this under control. He's always like king of rats out of fucking nowhere. When did that happen? He's gonna like set the stage. Oh, I love that so much. But Cord, he's he's a king. He's a king in life. He's gonna be a pauper down there. I don't know. It sounds like I can shift at any fucking second. That's a nice idea. Thank, thank you, Cordelia. And 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 Freddie uh, wipes away a little uh, yellow tear from his from his eye. He'll be our tour guide, and he will be our emperor in hell. Of course he's already there. Time works differently, and he was the shittiest of us all. Why should he not rule the realm of the worst? <laughs> I miss him. I hate saying it, but I do. Oh, Albie, I'm just trying to make sure we know how to do what we do when we get there. If we died and then didn't know how to bring the university back, that would be a big regret for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Head count. One, <laughs> two, 
three. The bird died? Uh, he, he kind of died. Hot Roddy, we've got him here. And Bello holds up the egg, which he's been cradling in his arms. You trapped him in an egg? Makes sense. No, he sort of got, re like, reborn. Like, Christian? Yeah, actually. Yeah, kind of, I guess, yeah. Man, that sucks. Listen, hey, man, I, I you know, it's his choice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Thought he was cool. He saved us all. He jumped into, he jumped into Mother to save us. Hot Roddy's sort of, like, looking off into the distance. He goes, I need to amend something I just said. I did not think he was cool. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, that took me by surprise. It I took me by lie. surprise, too. I'm glad you set the record straight, Hot Roddy. Gotta set that. I yeah. thought that was weirdly polite of you. <laughs> Hot Roddy, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Because you're just, you're just seeming kind of, I don't know, gracious? I'm making an attempt to be nice. The last time we spoke, you said that you didn't like my bullying. And so I put a lot of work into myself on a road trip across the uh, the country. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't on camera, but maybe I, try, I was, I'm really trying to make a big show about how far I've come. Listeners, stay tuned for <laughs> the Hot Roddy Files. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be flying off podcast shelves immediately. Every if week, Hot Roddy learns a lesson. If fans have made one thing clear, it's that they want more Hot Roddy, not radically less. <laughs> fans of D&D actual play podcast love bullies. That's one thing they love. Uncle, all I'm trying to say is it's not going unnoticed, my dude. That's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Observant nephew like observant uncle. That's right. There's nothing... There's not a single thing that passes my notice. And as he says that, he crashes the uh, Gyro Express <laughs> into an enormous call stone. Uh, you guys are all thrown from the Gyro Express. The truck collapses. It just it explodes into goblins. Ah! Who's to say whose fault that was? My neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. And I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. I got an 18. 18? 16. Branson, uh, does, do I have time to wild shape? Um, it depends on your constitution saving throw. I got an 11. You have time uh, to wild shape into something bigger. The confusion of the uh, of this moment was giving you time. You do not have time to wild shape into a fly or an ant or something that can just fall infinitely. Uh, you have time to say like a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. But if you wanted to wild shape into a horse or a small <laughs> elephant. <laughs> Bella wild shapes into a small elephant. When he does that, Cordelia casts Mage Hand to catch the egg. <laughs> it's just set up like you were going to help Bello. <laughs> uh, yeah, you cast Mage Hand. It catches the egg. Uh, De Bonesby, what'd you roll? 15. 15. Uh, DeBonesby, Albie, Cordelia, you are thrown from the truck. You take 1d4 damage. You land on a, a sea of goblins. <laughs> Sorry. I can't believe we let Hot Roddy drive. Uh, Cordelia, you've got a smear of just like booger all, all down the back of your jean jacket. And there's a goblin nearby looking up at you and saying, He was my brother. 
Oh, okay. It's okay, he died as he lived. Yeah? That's all, that's all is you- Is he gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's- Oh no, okay, okay, this is better, this is better. He died doing what he loved. What? Picking his nose. <laughs> oh. There's so much in there. She takes off her vest and she leaves it. The goblin takes it and and clutches it. And he says, ah, gross. gross. Ah, ah." And he throws it on the ground. (laughs) The memories are what is important, not the physical. Ah, disgusting. Yeah, we're Uh, both just going to leave that there. Bello, you are are thrown. You are a small elephant. You hit a tree, stripping it of its bark and knocking it over. You're going to take 1d12 damage. I rolled an eight. You take eight damage, dude. Oh! Bello! Albie's gonna run over and see if he's okay. My trunk got scratched. Aw. Babe, can you wild shape bag? Yeah. And Bello does. Why'd you turn into a little elephant? It seemed safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. She helps him up and, like, brings him over to the rest of the group. Cordelia uh, offers Bello back the uh, stir-fry egg from the mage hand. As you take in your surroundings, um, you realize where you are, which is at the perimeter of the Forbidden Zone. Oh my gosh. But that's not all you notice. Huh? A perimeter of callstones line the Forbidden Zone. Overturned trees, muddied grass patches, and parked witch hunter carriages give the sense of a Ren Fair tailgate. <laughs> witch hunters and cod pieces play cards on tree stumps with witch hunters so fresh out of the academy they still stink of afterbirth. They all look up at you. They freeze. Hi. We are not, uh, it's not what it, we. Uh, we're not who we think you are. You think we are. Um, right? Right? We're th- that's not who we... I don't know who you're thinking, but we're not. We're not them. Good news, Freeloaders. We did your job for you. And at that, there is a flurry of activity as the witch hunters begin moving and running about. Um, and uh, witch hunters are getting into carriages. Witch hunters are putting their gloves on. They, you caught them at downtime. Nobody was expecting this. And they're they're looking around, and witch hunters are shouting into their gloves. We've got them. We've got them. We've got them. We've got the rules haven six. Guys, we have to get to the forbidden zone. We have to cross over the threshold. You hear witch hunters. They're running back and forth. They're shouting, no sign of stinky. No sign of stinky. <laughs> Albie's going to try to barrel through. She knows that her, what her mission is, and it's to get to the Forbidden Zone. So she's going to try to run through while they're still getting their shit together. You're going to run through the Witch Hunters. Okay, Albie, I need you to make a strength roll. Uh, 12. 12. You've got them unawares. They are not prepared. Why would you do this? The, why? I mean, and this is in your credit. Why would you do this? You know, that's the element of, the, of surprise. You've got the drop on them. They were not ready for this. They are running back and forth. You just barrel straight ahead through them, knocking one of the witch hunters over. He falls over and loses a tooth. How could you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's decent of you, really, if you consider what they are to you. Uh, you continue barreling forward as a, a line of witch hunters. Uh, they interlock arms and they block you. You are pushing through, but for a 12, you just don't have it. All you have is the element of surprise. As witch hunters grab you and they, they've got you by the shoulders and they're pulling you back. You're struggling. You're doing everything you can to get past them, but they've got you and they pin you to the ground. Albie's freaking out, but she remembers to center herself. She reaches down inside 
talking to the earth below her and and imagines a plateau rising up from under her and launching her over the witch hunters. Albie, that mountain that you talked to after Casper died, the one that visited you in your dreams, you see it in your head. First there is a mountain, then there is no mountain, then there is a mountain, but this third time, it's real. And that mountain launches you up. It's not very big, but it's enough to launch you forward. And you go flying, sailing over all the witch hunters. Three witch hunters are also sent into the air with you, going, that's so hot. Inspired. <laughs> Bello shakes it off. He's still he's still like collecting himself from hitting the tree, but he realizes he's been he's been an idiot. He he whips around to Hot Roddy and says, "Hot Roddy, I, Uncle, I need one more favor from you. Anything. It doesn't need to be one. You're not dying today. You need to get this to my parents." And he hands Hot Roddy the egg. Wow. This egg can't come with us. And you need me to give this to to, to Mona? Yeah, and my dad. But Mona. <laughs> yeah, they'll both be there. But to, but mostly Mona. Sure, whatever. Yes, I just need this. This is the last thing I may ever ask of you. I'll protect this egg with my life, and if I die, you know that the egg is also dead. If I die, all is lost. Oh, oh well, stay alive. Oh, I bet I will. Okay, cool. And at the, and, and already, uh, witch hunters are descending on him, and he's gonna. Uh, he looks around. He goes, "Bello, get to safety." Bello turns around, but he doesn't turn around in a normal way. No, he turns around in a different way. You could say he spins around. <gasps> what the fuck? How would you quantify the speed? Yes, great question. Because Bello, why he spins at dizzying speeds. He's spinulating, and he's going to spinulate right into the forbidden zone. You you move past him, you spinulate past, and you catch. Hot Roddy catches this, and a, a single tear falls from his eye. I don't even remember teaching him how to do that. <laughs> what a teacher! And uh, he looks around at the perimeter of witch hunters circling him. He clutches the egg, and he, uh, thinking quickly, he says to all of them at once, "None of you were potty trained at a normal time." And flames just shoot out of his body in a circle, singeing all of the witch hunters. And he tears off over their bodies. Uh, he's, he's calling out. He says, Gyro Express, assemble, assemble, assemble. And he's running off into the woods as goblins are chasing off after him. In, in the chaos, uh, witch hunters are, you know, scattered and they are burning. And Cordelia reaches for her invisibility cloak. And then she has a moment where she's reaching and realizes her vest is off. And she's like, I had a natural invisibility cloak for years in the forest. She strips off her jean shorts. <gasps> she strips off her crop top. And as a, as a Sasquatch, she just walks in the woods and no one sees her. There's a witch hunter right next to you. As soon as you take the, the je- like everything off, he goes, where'd she go? Where'd she go? Must be yes. hearing things. And like a golden eye guard, he says, mine must be playing tricks with me. And he just goes back to walking up and down the perimeter. Allie, while you're doing this, do you ever sort of like look over your shoulder at all? Big time. Arms yeah. split, like, sort of yeah, yeah, front yeah. and back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Okay, two witch hunters, Patterson and Gimlin, catch you, uh, and they <laughs> notice you, and they, they they form a memory that will live forever. Uh, but they're the only yeah. ones who see as you walk off into the woods. Yeah, we make eye contact. I sort of, like, see their lives changing in their eyes, and then I just keep walking. They look at each other, and say, we've got to tell everyone. Everyone was sure to believe us. And they run towards civilization. Uh, but for the rest of you, it's pandemonium. Albie, you've been thrown into the air. You are still in the air. Ah! But we're not focusing on you right now. We're focusing on DeBonesby. 
What's happening oh. here? There's witch oh. hunters all around you. Little Goblin Freddy puts uh, two five packs of hot dogs uh, against his hips, AKA his <laughs> goblin fingers, his wet goblin fingers. And he says, I would like to speak to the superior officer as is my right. One of the witch hunters nearby hears you and he stops and he calls out into his glove, upper management. Upper management, upper management, and all of the witch hunters stop where they are and they start into their gloves saying, upper management, upper management, upper management, and the largest cart near you grows completely silent as a door swings open. Yes, yes, as a door swings open. Oh, I'm so terrified of magic that makes things happen dramatically. Hello, I'm so glad to talk to you. Who is it? You see that a hand was connected to the door. It wasn't magic at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we're opening doors physical style now? How very droll. My name is Frederick de Bonesby. And from out of the darkness of the carriage, which, by the way, you're the only member of the party without dark vision, so you're the only one who couldn't see this. Steps. Upper management. In all your months of pursuit by the witch hunters, you've never so much glanced at upper management. I don't know what you personally were expecting, but I bet it wasn't this. This looks less like an organic human being and more like a human mascot that you might see at an amusement park designed to hurt the feelings of human beings. This wretched, felted man walks towards you uncannily. He speaks to you, but there's distance there, as if he's speaking from within himself. Upper management? Hello? At your service. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you had a full sentence to go on after that month <laughs> pause. My name is Frederick de Bonesbury of the de Bonesbys. I know in my current form I look far groovier than ever my father or my father's father or his mommy or uncles and so on and so forth, but I assure you that is my station and I will be treated with such respect and so on and so forth. I will not pause to allow you to say anything otherwise. Here is the deal. You've put up all sorts of call stones across town and we're fed up with it, especially because we know that you're doing so because you are tracking something that you called the unpleasantness, something that bore itself within the body of my co-worker Cordelia over there. Oh, she's gone or blurry. All eyes are on Cordelia, but there's nobody there. <laughs> but there is. It's just the woods. <laughs> so sorry. She's gone native, as it were. <laughs> anyway got into me, I had a lot of conversations with it, and then learned to destroy it in a way that you and all of your training and your skills and your many years of hassling the folk could not do. And um, I've got good news for you in the end. It's over. The unpleasantness has become far more pleasant. (laughs) I'll take questions now. The smiling face of upper management doesn't change. It seems that it couldn't if it wanted to. There is a month-long pause, and then from deep within, you hear... How do you take your coffee? I take it the same way any goblin does, mixed with Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) Upper management nods. Come drink with me. Fizzy latte.
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Tales of Magic Patreon is not only the best way you can help us keep our podcast going, it's the best way to get absolutely fully loaded diapers packed with bonus content. At our entry level, The Popper's Folly, you get to feast your eyes on original art made by the cast, including a weekly Rude Tales of Magic tarot card with a reading of that week's fortune. You are also granted access to the Root Tales of Magic Discord server to join other listeners in fellowship. At the next level up, bearers of the Black Grail can listen to fully produced bonus episodes like Honey Heist, the Very Rude Valentine's Day special, and the lovingly restored Lost Rude Tales episode. Gnome nobles have access to the previously listed riches, but also get custom-made character sheets written up by the cast and complimentary tickets to upcoming live shows. If you pledge at our highest level, the big freak, well, I'm afraid to say what terrible pleasures we promise you. You'll just have to see for yourself at patreon.com slash rudetalesofmagic. And we're back. Albie, you've been in the air for one commercial break. You're still oh, soaring oh. up there. You, you begin to crest. Oh, okay. And you see a bird up there in the sky with you. Hi! Ah, uh, uh, you speak bird? Yeah, that's a recent thing. Oh my god, well, 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 my board, yes, well. Oh, thanks. Welcome to the great brotherhood of, of flying beasts. Oh yeah, I can't really fly, I'm just falling, and it's, uh, it's taking a long time. Of course, well, well, down you go, yes. Okay, <laughs> it's nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too. By the way, I was an emu, if anybody asks, we cannot fly. What? <laughs> and you hit the ground. Three-point oh. landing. <sighs> Bello spinulates over. Hey, are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. We made it. We're in the forbidden zone. Where's Cordelia? I don't see her. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not naked. This is this is clothed for me as well. In fact, I was oh. overdressed for quite some time. Awesome. Oh, we made it. Okay. Wait, where's Freddy? And we cut now to the inside of a large witch hunter carriage. It's completely dark in here, but there's a large leather-bound chair. Frederick, you sit comfortably in the chair. Upper management's back is turned to you as he pours black coffee into a mug. You see as he reaches into an ice bucket and pulls out one Sprite. He unscrews the top and pours Sprite into the coffee. But then something strange happens. He has a second mug of coffee and he pours Sprite into that mug as well. No. 
You watch from behind as he takes the edges of his head and pulls, removing it and revealing a goblin head. (gasps) My man! (laughs) He turns and faces you, and he drops his robes, and you see that he was actually three goblins standing on each other's shoulders. Uh, Freddy leaps out of his chair, stiff as a board, and then bows deeply in reverence to his Light as a feather, the three goblins bow to you. (laughs) My name is Frederick Goatsy Prolapse de Boonsbear. To whom do I have the pleasure? The head goblin steps forward and says, You have the pleasure. I can speak as a goblin to you, I assume. Please do. It is music upon the thin membrane of my eardrum and my butthole. We are known as upper management, but my true name is Daddy's Cummies. (laughs) Greetings, Daddy's Cummies. Another steps forward and says, My name is Butthole. The original Butthole. What an honor. He has a, he has a cane and a long beard. He, he <laughs> nods. Um, and an, uh, the, the final one steps forward and says, I am the pea that won't flush. <laughs> you have been with me in spirit many a time. I honor you. Uh, DC steps forward. And says, Seems we have much in common. In what regard, other than the fact that... Uh, there's a few goblins making up a, a single personality. <laughs> it's so fun. Seems that we have, or had, a common enemy. Ah, uh, yes. My old butler. Tell me more. Growing up, I had many memories of um, a butler, a servant named Worcester. It seems that was in, implanted inside of me by some sort of malevolent force that escaped from below hell and had all sorts of ideas about how to rewrite reality or some such or some whatever. I didn't care for it. And it seems like you folk didn't die, though. No, we didn't. You see, above all else, this entity hated goblins. Oh my goodness, he he wouldn't shut up about that. You spoke to him. Oh, he was inside my mind, darling. Couldn't help to. What did he say? Oh, God. He 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 wanted to um, get rid of absurdities. Honestly, every single time he talked, I tuned him out a little bit. I couldn't help but. The goblin, uh, uh, DC, he, he stops and he, he thinks. He nods. He lets out a little toot. Ooh, what you got going on in there? Rosemary? Parsley, sage, thyme as well. (laughs) Classic chicken spices. I love it every time. Better out than in, I say. Yes. You must forgive me. We've been in drag as a human for so long. We've forgotten many of the old ways. Our manner may seem uncouth or overpolite to you. 
Not at all. I was once a man of polite ways, and I am only just learning to let go. Soon I will let go of this language entirely and be a man of pee-pee, poo-poo, cummies, and sweat. Well, then perhaps we are two ships. Or rather, six ships in the night. Mm, indeed. Opposite directions. Passing each other for this brief moment. This brief moment able to communicate. You tell me that this void, this entity, this unpleasantness is gone. What proof do you have? Um, proof? Um, I, you understand I, my position. Of course. We've spent all of reality, thousands of years, hunting down this entity, and now you tell me it's gone, and I'm simply to take your word for it. I believe we must be as goblin with each other then. And uh, Freddy extends one beautiful, dainty foot uh, forward. Yeah, no, DC knows this this maneuver very well. He sagely, he nods, he turns, and uh, he spreads cheeks so that you may put a toe into the butthole. Frederick's big toe uh, swirls and recombines into a perfectly dainty butt plug. Lubed, of course. Um, and like a, a key turning into a lock, like you hear an ignition start um, and you connect. And for uh, an overwhelming moment, you are as one. You see DC's uh, life as a goblin. Uh, he was born in a sweaty diaper in the in a high rise in Philadelphia. He was uh, he was spanked with a baseball bat, as is the custom uh, when he was born. You see his life on the streets of Philadelphia. You see him uh, joining up with the witch. Hunt. You see him at first hunted by the witch hunters, and then learning of all about the witch hunters and their ways. And you see him studying on his off time and learning all about uh, the the unpleasantness. You see as he has his own copy of the Below Folk. And you see as he makes his own arcana rolls and learns to open the book himself. Uh, he doesn't have the same copy as, as Virginia with the notes. He has to make his own notes. You see as he studies tirelessly. You see as his two assistants join him. And you see uh, as their, their plan, it's a montage, as their plan to uh, pose as a human being comes to fruition. And you see him moving up the ranks of the witch hunters. He kills uh, the, the older upper management and takes his place. Freddy's single inch penis becomes as hard as iron. He falls in the purest, most animal love with this man at the sight of all this. He has never related to anyone as much as this. Uh, and as you gaze into the piss, the piss gazes also, and he can see into you. Um, and he watches as you grow up. He sees how you're treated by Otto and your brothers. Um, and he sees as you study, and he sees as you go to Polaris University. And you, uh, he sees uh, your, your early your early life. You, he sees Station. He sees Stir Fry. He meets Stir Fry. He learns who Stir Fry is. He sees as your journeys and your struggles and everything that you've accomplished with all of uh, with, with all of your group. He sees Rules Haven. He sees Virginia. He sees it all and he sees the unpleasantness and he sees Worcester and you see um, and you feel as this information is passed on to him and he watches as Worcester is deleted right before his very eyes. You, you pull out. Well, I believe that may suffice. Also, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Oh, wonderful. An unfortunate consequence of the connection. 
I will enjoy it for the time that we have and mourn it forever. After. Before you go, you understand I have to kill you. Yes, that much has been made imminently clear. This cannot get out, you see. No, of course. As much as I am goblin now, I do respect order and the demands of it. Well, then I won't bother explaining myself to you. Well, go ahead in case someone else is listening in. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, no. Won't be necessary. It's very clear to you what would happen if this were to get out. If the entire purpose of the witch hunters were revealed to be a farce. We spent thousands of years hunting this force, and you just clicked delete on it. Lucky break. (laughs) Institutional faith in the witch hunters would crumble, sending the world into anarchy. Goblins would become a hunted class. You see, as head of the witch hunters, we've been able to steer them away from goblins, their natural enemy. Brilliant work, my good man. And so for other goblins to live, you must die. Well, the good news is I was about, I don't know, half a mile away or less from trying to do it myself. I know. I saw it all. And so, you may go. Thank you. I am a very old man, and, oh, I can feel that heart attack slash stroke slash, I don't know, a liver giving out. Who knows? Oh, it's so close. Oh, I can taste it. As you head to the door, you have a hand on the doorknob, and he, he stops you, takes another sip of the coffee with the Sprite inside. He says, Freddy, I was inside of you. I love you. Yes, I love you too. What is it? I know you're a liar. Eh? If you deceive me, the full force of the witch hunters will come down on you. You've never felt it before, but you will. Well, I won't lie about this. I am planning very much on dying quite soon so that I might get to hell in the position that I must. There's nothing else for me here. And Freddy looks around at the Cordelia that he has known for so long and offers nothing more for him. Light as a feather, all three goblins bow to you. Stiff as a board, Freddy has a heart attack. <laughs> Freddy, can you make a constitution saving throw for me? Those, those, are, those are tough. I, I want to. Um, oh, this is quite a surprise. Um, I'm going to try. Hold on. It's a holy. You will not believe this. Uh, I did roll a one. I swear to no. God. I, I, really? I rolled an. Holy I, shit. I, our dear audience, I, I wish you, you could have had a camera pointed at this die right now. I rolled a one. Wow. 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 You said, I want to kill my beloved PC, and the dice god smiled at you and said, sure. Yeah. After, after all the many times I said, I would like this guy. Yeah, we, we cut to Christopher Hastings, 13 years old, his first character. Oh, he's like a ranger, but like, uh, like cool. Like, uh, he, he tries to survive an attack from an orc. And uh, no, that gun didn't survive. Later and later and later, they never survive. And then finally I asked for it. And once again, they just don't survive. Yeah. Uh, Frederick, we zoom in to your arteries. They seem to be swimming along just fine it's a little uh it's a little uh steamboat willy just of uh, a booger just comes <laughs> moving on down that artery though and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and whoops 
Uh-oh, it's that little, oh, that little boat of boogers. It's the, it's crooked in the Suez Canal, and the blood is pumping and pumping, and your chest is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Frederick, do you have any last words? <laughs> Freddy looks to the universe and says, I was right. That's a wrap on Frederick the Bonesby. Holy shit! Uh, the other goblins, you have not left the carriage yet. The other goblins in there, they look around and go, wow, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> uh, they get a broom. A broom? Oh, no. It's just rolling. Yeah, they just, they sweep him out. <laughs> We're back in the Forbidden Zone. Albie's looking around. This is it. This is where we're supposed to be. Well, what about Fred? I don't know. I am. Um, I didn't want the the witch hunters to stop us, and so I just I just went for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Could you guys make a uh, any of you really make a perception roll for me? Yeah. Ooh. Natural one. Natural uh, one. Oh shit. Okay, Albie, uh, you're looking around. You're looking around, but you're looking too fast. Everything's just a blur. <laughs> Do. Uh, Branson, <laughs> I got an unnatural 20. Okay, great. So, Bello, the yeah. Forbidden Zone itself is beautiful, serene, pristine in its natural innocence. One cannot help but thinking of the Garden of Eden when one looks upon it, even if one doesn't want to. One is just out of luck on this one. One is automatically thinking of the Garden of Eden. Tough shit, one. Nature inside the Forbidden Zone is healing. Butterflies flit harmlessly in and out of tree-dappled shade. The birds use the talents they possess, for the woods would be quiet if none sang except the best. The first air of autumn, crisp and gentle, complements the late summer heaviness. The scents of sunscreen and chlorine have already begun to ebb back into the ocean of the year, as the minor melancholy of back-to-school sales have begun their gradual descent into the greater Los Angeles area. Flight attendants prepare for landing. There are no witch hunters here. There are no witch hunted, either. It's just you. The moment could go on forever. Oh, good. Except that I lied. Straight Plants is also here. Leave oh. this place! You see oh, an enormous hey. demon burning from the inside out. He floats a foot off the ground in Christ pose as he says, Leave this place. You owe us a boon. No, no. Oh, you motherfuckers. No, I do not. I, yeah. I, do, I do one boon a day. And today's not your day. Tomorrow's not looking good either. It was one okay, boon it's not a tomorrow. day. One boon a day. No, that would be, that would be dozens of boons. Yeah, but we only need one. Oh, please, what one boon could you need from... You need to leave this place as the boon I need. Well, we didn't say we'd give you a we boon. We don't owe you boons. Then, uh, then I don't owe you... You owe me a boon as much as I owe you a boon. Not I, true. I had a cute t-shirt phrase, and you guys spun it on me. Listen, we can, we can argue about this all day. Are you going to give like us... That's like if the... I had a shirt that said fart loading. It doesn't mean I'm always about to fart. Uh, yes, yeah, I it does. Well, Take responsibility for the shirts you're putting on, man. No, I'll wear whatever shirt I want. Words matter. And a, a shirt appears on his body as he says that. Uh, and the shirt, uh, it's, it says, uh, uh, marijuana is over one billion stoned. 
Listen, Stray, there have been many days where we haven't asked you for that boon, and we're here just asking for today's boon. I think you can do us a solid on this one. What is your boon? Name your boon and then leave this place. One wait, sec. Wait, huddle up, huddle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm right wait, here. What What do we want? Freedom. When do we want it? Now. Now. <laughs> okay, I don't think we can ask him for freedom, though. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> you dummies. Uh, what if, Dylan goes wait, up what for if, a high five. No, no, no. Albie, <laughs> Albie, high five. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we can high five. What if we just asked him to bring Polaris back? Yo, wait. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have to die. And we could go tell Freddy that he doesn't have to die either. We can try. I mean, I just think, if I remember correctly, someone told us that demons have very specific jobs, and I have a feeling that bringing Polaris up from hell isn't Strayed's job. Strayed is like four feet away from you guys, still in Christ pose, just sort of floating a foot off the ground, waiting, looking around. Yeah, Albie. Oh, sorry. Albie flashes like the like one minute sign behind her at him. He nods. He nods. His shirt didn't burn up, which is sort of surprising him. <laughs> so, <laughs> do He's we like looking down? Do we think if we ask him for a boon he can't do, do we think we'd get another boon that he can do? Like if we're like, this no, is no, I can I hear you. No. What? Okay. No. So we just have I'm to know. I'm helping you, by the way. This is we what have... they were talking about with hell rules. There's apparently a lot of rules. And they're labyrinthine. Yeah. I don't know, a boon? I don't know. Can we oh, ask for here's a boon. Here's a boon. Freddy back? We'll ask him, we'll ask him, like, to tell us what's the best way to kill Lexicon Matters. Okay. Okay, let's ask him. Okay. On three. <laughs> One. Wait, on three two. or right after three? Oh, I like to say three and then do it. Great, okay. Okay. One, two. What's the best way? No. To kill. To kill. Con matters. Matters. Excuse me? Can you tell us the best way to kill a lexicon matters? I can, but I'd get in huge trouble. Well, that's what boons are made of. Trouble. I swear to God. And he, his expression grows dark, and uh, storm clouds form above him, and lightning crashes as he says, I need a new catchphrase! <laughs> yeah, I mean, swear, swearing to God, kind of a weird thing for a demon to do. I can or swear to God. I swear at him, oh, fuck God. Fuck Whoa. to all gods. Whoa. Whoa. What a bad boy. So yeah. we I'm a, a demon. We killed a god. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Has even a busy wait, summer. I've been floating in Christ pose. It was a busy summer. So wait, summer. can you not? You can't tell us? I can tell you, and I will, but I'm going to get in trouble. Well, My rules so demand oh. that I do offer you one boon. Mm. We're sorry oh, that yeah. you're going to get in trouble. We didn't mean for that. It, yeah. I don't think you. I don't think it's a, a sincere apology. We. I don't. I don't want you to get in trouble for it. But you don't. Then don't. rescind the boon. I don't know. I don't mind. So you I don't, don't mind. I'm it's sorry. So you're not that sorry. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that sorry. Words have called. Are you gonna tell us? As I recently learned. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. Fine. I'll tell you how to defeat and kill Lexicon Matters, but you won't like it. Okay. And neither will he. Well, especially I hope. The source of Lexicon Matters, power lies in a single item, a single object. I know not what that single item or object is, but I do know 
It exists closely guarded. Destroy that, and you will have destroyed Lexicon Matters. Now leave this place! Give us one more boon. No! <laughs> Not walking into that one again. And it's debatable if I walked into it in the first place. One. No, not come on. Okay. We are going to leave this place, but we have to do it a specific way. What? P- please, what way? Leave this place now. I could unmake you. Well, we have to die here. That can be arranged. But I... It can't be you. Why? I made a promise. A promise? Yeah, Oh, and I, I see made a promises promise. are super important to you, though. It can be you for me. Okay, then it will be. And he waves his hand, Bellow, and uh, Cordelia and Albie, you watch as Bellow is unraveled. It is like, (gasps) he just, he comes apart. (gasps) The atoms of Bellow just scatter into the wind. Albie, I don't feel so good. (laughs) Iron Albie. Those are his last words. Bellow. So that's who you fuck with, by the way, when you pull this boon shit on me. Okay, good job, man. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you later. I can't watch him do that to you. Yeah, we're good on boons. Then leave. Leave this place. You have to go. Okay. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be, like, takes Cordelia's hand. And they, like, shuffle away from Strayed. He appears right in front of you. He goes, no, 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 don't go deeper into the Forbidden Zone. I know oh. this trick. Leave the Forbidden Zone. Oh. Leave this place. You're not to be here. Oh, I, okay. All right. Actually, I didn't understand that was what you were saying. Well. No, we're... not that specific place. The, obviously, the place of the Forbidden Zone. We're leaving soon. Give us ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yeah, just no. give us ten minutes. What are I unravel you both right now? No, I promised someone. I promised someone she could kill me. If I didn't have such reverence for the power of a spoken promise, <laughs> oh, you'd be unraveled. You'd rue the day. <laughs> Just give us our our owed third boon and give us ten minutes. What third boon? What fucking third boon did I ever promise you? To us, you owed us so many back taxes of boons. I I said I. Give us a third fucking boon! I no, you don't. You're not owed a boon. You're owed no boon. Just give us ten minutes. You unraveled my boyfriend. You would give me a boon. What? What? No, sorry. No, you want you want me to give you another boon? If I give you this boon, yes. If choosing my words correctly here, if I give you this boon. You must leave this place, and you must never speak to me again. You okay, must yep. never drop your little your leprechaun logic of boons and promises. Yeah, it's fine. I don't want to talk Ten to you minutes. anymore. That's great. Okay, bye. Ten minutes. Go away. He drifts backwards, still wearing his golden arches, marijuanas, over 100 billion <laughs> stone shirt. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Are you okay? I, it's... We're about to that see him again. That was awful. Yeah. That was awful. I know. I know. Oh, man. Court, I can't. I know. I can't watch you die. Okay. Well, uh, hmm. So you want to go first? What if we just sit here uh-huh. in this really nice grass back to back and see if she shows up? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. 
Let's see. And then I don't have to see. Is that okay? Yeah. And we could just be together. Cordelia sits and uh, turns away from Albie. Albie sits and leans her head against Cordelia's back. Weird day. Weird day. You know, I did sort of think it might be you and me at the end. You know? What do you mean? I mean, like, we kind of started this whole thing. Mm. And now we're the two that are left here. Yeah. And I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm glad it's you. Albie, are you going to the bathroom right now? No. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I sat in something wet. I thought that was you. I know you're... <sighs> I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> okay, all right. I just need a shift. It's probably just do. You know, speaking of do. Yeah. It's really lovely out here. It's really nice. Like the grass and the yeah. trees. Albie um, just kind of lays backwards so that her head is like next to Cordelia's lap. And she's just like, she's got her eyes closed and her head is resting in the grass. Cordelia lays down too. It's really pretty here. It smells nice. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that we condemned a lot of souls to hell. Yeah, I know. I would say we should leave it the way it is. I just keep thinking about Rena. You know it's Rena, right? I do. Okay, cool. I mean, fuck her and everything, but... Yeah, exactly. Albie um, reaches her hand behind her to grasp Cordelia's hand. Mm. Cordelia holds it. Maybe she didn't make it. Uh, look, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't make the. I for. I actually kind of forgot about that. I just knew we were. You coming. did. I'm sorry. I just like everything happens fast here. From the trees, you, know, you hear. Uh, uh, we're at five minutes. Just a heads up. Oh my okay. god. He's a lot. I can see why they were like, "Don't be in hell with us. Go up there." Yeah, and do just something. please, just go somewhere else and do your thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. You hear a rustling. All these grip tightens. Can't tell if it's the wind or the trees or what's happening, but it's a distinct rustling and it's getting louder. Um, is that you or no? Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm ready. It's getting louder. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. It's getting louder and louder. Come on. And then it stops. Oh. <laughs> and as you laugh, the thin woman emerges from the bushes. She's moving extremely quickly and with a long rapier. Cordelia, she stabs you right through the chest. Albie, you feel it as it moves through your own chest and out through your heart. Both of your hearts have been pierced by the same rapier. Wait. Not me. Cord looks down at the blade in her chest 
with a hand not holding Albie's, she pulls Virginia's eyes from where she had tucked them into her fur. And she lets them drop to the ground. No coins. Letting Virginia rest in peace. She slumps forward. And the last thing those eyes see and that you see is this thin woman before you. She falls to the ground. All of her clothes fall into a heap on the ground. And out from underneath looks a seagull. Mm-hmm. Pops its head out. Looks queerly to both sides. It caws. <coughs> it spreads its wings and it flies off into the sky. The last thing your ears hear are, we're at two minutes. Two minutes. Your bodies fall from below you, pale and useless like the skin of some great snake, left there for giant third graders on a field trip to find and touch with sticks. If you were to look back, you would see nothing more than the shell that used to contain you. No more you than a pair of jinkos you took off in eighth grade, not realizing you'd never put them back on. Finally, you stand naked in the wind and melt into the sun. Your breath freed from its restless tides, rises and expands and seeks God unencumbered. You have reached the mountaintop. Only now may you climb. The earth has claimed your limbs. Only now shall you truly dance. Like a candle snuffed, the light is gone, but the smoke remains. The scent of you fills the room. You have no eyes to see, but also no skull to block the perimeter of vision. All around you is a growing light. Cordelia, you approach it before a loud buzzer sounds and you hear a voice say, Consulted with demons. Application denied. And then you're falling. Ah! Albie, you approach. Again, the buzzer. You hear the same voice say, murder, rage, anxiety, which we consider sinful. Really? And turning your back on Nirvana. Application denied. And then you're falling. (gasps) Then there's Bellow. You approach third. Once again, the buzzer sounds as you hear a voice say, is a demon. Nothing personal, but application denied. And then you're falling. Only half. To Bonesby. You approach last. Before you can even make it very close to the light, though, the buzzer just begins sounding over and over again. Application, the most denied it has ever been. Well, I would like to... All of you falling and falling and falling and falling for what feels like something between a millionth of a second and longer than you were ever alive. Everything goes black as the sun and the 17 moons turn their backs on you. You're in free fall. But the sickening feeling of the ground rushing up to claim you is replaced by a complete void. Even the ground has turned its back from you. But not everything has turned its back from you. A strange heat fills your... I want to say chest? It's weird. You have a chest again. It's as if this awful heat is reforming you, giving you something for you to define yourself against. There's this horrible, growing, hot, humid air. It feels like fucking in August with no AC when you're 19. It's the absolute worst, but what are you going to do? Not fuck? Buddy, I don't think so. You feel sweat pouring off of your skin as it sizzles like bacon, and it's the sweetest goddamn feeling in the world. You're you! 
You're you, baby. Not the you you used to catch in mirrors and shudder at, but the real you you always knew you were. You look around and you see your comrades. All of you, but no, no stir fry, but okay, that's the rest of you. They look like the version of them that you picture in your head when you talk about them in stories. You're cruising down a dark desert highway, cool wind in your hair. A bright neon sign reads, Welcome to hell, smoke them if you got them. The population sign is moving upwards too fast to read. It pauses briefly to read. Depressing, ain't it? Your car? Fuck yeah! Yeah, you're driving a car! It's a, a cherry red 1957 Chevy Bel Air at 166 miles an hour. You don't know what a car is, but you can get the gist of it. You know exactly what the gist of this is. Your car tears off down the desert highway towards an enormous wooden gate the size of the Colossus of Rhodes. Torches line its stone supports, evoking a 1993 blockbuster covered under parody law. Slowly, the gates begin to open, but your car is moving too fast. It crashes into them, killing all of you instantly. Good luck, you're dead. You emerge ashen-faced from the explosion, blinking as if to say, what a woman, and you see it all laid out before you. This is hell. Endless caves and caverns underlit by flame stretch on infinitely in M.C. Escher dimensions. If you squint, you can just see the unpaid art interns of Rude Tales of Magic struggling to finish drawing hell itself as tiny imps with the face of Branson Reese laugh maniacally and crack whips at them. Neon signs advertising every possible sin flash before you. You take it in like a Beverly Hillbilly in an opening credit. Avarice, sloth, wrath, chastity? The lights flicker off and it changes to lust as millions of damn souls rush in through its seedy purple velvet doors. A large bulldog that looks almost nothing like a real bulldog and everything like a burly 1940s union worker chases a cat who looks almost nothing like an actual cat and everything like a skinny 1940s alcoholic until the cat turns and slicking back its hair and affecting a regal disposition pulls out a knife and slits the bulldog's throat playing it like a large cello you round a corner and are almost taken out by a macy's thanksgiving day parade of demons a hoda copy with wings like a bat and the eyes of a spider and an unchanged al roker in winter wear <laughs> announced to the camera ladies and gentlemen the parade of adulterers as hundreds of unfaithful spouses perform acts of marital infidelity on float-sized marital beds you're pulled up onto the float like Ferris Bueller, and a microphone is placed in front of Frederick the Bonesby. Freddy, what do you say? The crowd goes wild! Welcome to hell, baby! (laughs) Welcome home! Oh, there. Wow! Wow! Red, that was amazing! was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Harley Menardo as Alby, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Joe Lepore as Bello, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, stay tuned, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Road Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk, edited and sound designed by Michael Wolf. With additional sound design from Michael Gelfi and Taylor Moore. And as always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul. And our big freak, say it with me, Christina Lopez!
Well, listeners, it's another episode of Rude Tales of Magic, and it's not even over yet. That's right, fool. It's midnight somewhere far, far away from our main story. A brave little girl lies extremely still in her bed, still awake long past her bedtime. Her closet has been making the strangest noises for the past several minutes. It's the kind of thing her parents would tell her is nothing to be worried about, but already she's learned that what adults say and what adults mean aren't always the same thing. The rustling in her closet grows louder, more ominous. She holds her breath as the closet door creaks open and a large black finger crests the side of the door. Her pupils are tiny lifeboats in a sea of sclera as her eyes go wider than she ever thought possible. A horrible creature shambles out of her closet. Hello, I'm your guardian angel, and I've, I've, I've sort of, you'll be the first I get it right. You'll be the first I get right, and don't worry, I've got an incentive, because if I get you right and get more right, then I can be my ex-fiance's guardian angel. <laughs> Why do you have fly wings? You get to pick your wings in heaven. That was a HeadGum Podcast.